Welcome to another edition of the VRAL USA podcast. We lost our friend up in Seattle for today, but you've still got Alan and, and Sid. How are you doing, Al? Oh, pretty good. So, busy week. Three games, um, four points. Pretty much, if you kind of had uh, looked at the schedule, probably, probably what you might have thought, but... Uh, would have been surprised that we picked up three points away from home, or or maybe not so much. What it, what was your general read of things? I know early in the year you might have thought we could have taken seven, but uh, the way things were going, maybe four wasn't so bad. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Valencia away was always going to be a tough one. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think we expected anything from that, you know, early in the year either. Um, Hatafe is a team we've always we've in recent years have had trouble with, um, or maybe I should say bad luck with, and um, so it was nice to pick up a win there. Um, Elche, well, I think it was another one of those matches where we were better, but maybe not a goal better. Um, and I guess I kind of looked at it as sort of pretty much the way the. Um, if the first part of the season has been show, showed kind of the where we where we could go if things worked out, the second half of the season has sort of shown our limitations, I think, and that was sort of true in these three matches. So not really a whole lot different than what we've seen of late, I think. Yeah, and I think to LJ's credit, you know, they've played us many, many times now. You know, that's five times in a twelve-month span. So yeah. I I do think that they understand at least um, how we play. And I guess so three of those were at El Madrigal and they came away with points in, in all of those endeavors. The only game of the of those the only games they lost of those were the ones at home. Right. I, so. I you know, I think I actually thought in the Elche match we played there were there were times where we played quite well in terms of looking like the I don't want to say the old Villarreal but looking you know having that sort of quick um, quick movement forward that really created some danger but we didn't create enough the final pass was not precise enough or the uh, or we I, I think what we what we realized is we really don't have a um, person in the box who can just be that that target guy who can just you know get a goal from nowhere um per bay can do it some of the time but not consistently and we really don't have um you know if you look at where we are compared to you know some of the the teams ahead of us i think that's one of the things that over the summer we're going to have to look at is strengthening our 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 front line especially when geo is out we really have a hard time I think um, it, it, it we have to create a lot of shots to score one. It seems to me, and we and we didn't create we created enough to score one, but not enough to score two. Um, Elche, you know, the the goal was uh, yeah, it was a foul in the area, I suppose. But boy, I mean, how many referees are going to call that as a penalty? Um, not that many. So I think well, people, apparently a good percentage of the ones we uh, we seem to run up against. It seems so. Yeah, and and 
um, you know, this particular referee had already distinguished himself by giving what three penalties in the Classico. So I guess he he does tend to to uh, blow for them. But yeah, we don't seem to get much. Didn't seem to get many breaks there. Um, and Elche really, I mean, apart from that, they really didn't threaten the whole game. But I, but I think they were. Um, they're in the situation where at one point is really important for them. I mean, three is great, but the difference between one and zero could mean the difference at the end of the year between staying up or not. So I think they, I think they were pretty much happy to, you know, get out with a point. Um, I mean, surely, you know, even, even if you look at our recent form, if you look at the, you know, kind of overall, Villarreal record at home is is pretty good, so I yeah, think yeah. I mean getting a point. I mean that's that's of course as well as Real Madrid and Atletico did. Right. So, so I I think they have to be they have to be pretty happy with that, and I think they, um, you know the the thing that Fran Escriba did with them last year, I think you know you look at the at the reason they went up, and it was primarily defense. You know they they managed to get enough goals um, from somewhere to to go up but what really just when they were just blowing the segunda away at the start of the year it was just grinding out one nil wins <laughs> um time after time and speaking of speaking of goals you know how many teams they've outscored this year i do not know zero really okay well i was thinking maybe one or maybe one or two thinking maybe they're not so but they're they are much better than any of the other teams from fourteen on down in terms the of defense. Team. That's right. That's right. Uh, and this is the time of year, as we know, where where the teams at the bottom um, get their act together enough where you start getting some results. And we've already seen it with you know Almeria um, getting a shock win. Um, you know the the bottom the teams that you th- you think you of the relegation zone and suddenly some of the teams below you start to float up so it's it's really a it's really an important time i think to just pick up whatever points you can and so i think they you know they might have been disappointed in a way that you know okay we're ahead one nil and we don't we don't get the win but realistically we play better on the day and uh i think as i say i think this is one of the games where you see the the effects that you know we're a team that just got promoted last year. I think we tend to want to forget that or forget that, and stretches like this kind of remind you that that's so because you see the limitations of our roster, and you see the the things that we're all looking saying, oh, for next year we need to, we need to define one of these guys. You know, we need we need to do something like this. Um, and and Senior Roy said himself when we were promoted that you know it, we shouldn't expect right away to you know set the world on fire, um, but it's it's a multi-year program that we want to you know get better every year. Well, so let's talk about a couple guys. Okay. That uh, go into that picture. I think one is Pontich. Uh, I think at the beginning of the year, if you had asked anybody how much is this guy going to play, you couldn't possibly have imagined it would be this much at this point. Yeah. Um, And particularly that he's been shifted kind of all over the place. Yeah. What did you you think of his performance in those two starts last week? You know, he's he's, he's very good positionally. It's interesting because he's sort of of the antithesis of, of Gabriel. 
um, I think Pontic is very good positionally. He, he seems to have a good good instinct for the game that way. The thing that worries me about him is he he uses his hands a lot on on attackers in the area, and that you know can get you in trouble. But I think he's I think he's he seems very confident. He seems very um, older than his years, I guess I would say, and and he's and he doesn't seem. Um, you know he seems to be in the right place at the right time which which is which is um good and i think particularly given as you say that he's playing you know we we couldn't have expected him to play center back um <laughs> very much this year if at all and so i i yeah. thought i thought he I mean, did very well choice right to start the year so yeah yeah i thought he did well um you know i think the one and, thing and as you were saying i think no Note that we didn't give up a goal from free play in either match. So. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I think the I think the back four, which was what we were so worried about, actually did pretty well um, in the in both of the matches. Yeah, we didn't give up a goal from open play. Um, I think you know Gabriel is looking um, as I say he's he's a bit the antithesis of, of Pontic because he he's not always positionally in the right place. But he wins one-on-one challenges. He's, you know, he's a very good one-on-one defender. Where he gets into trouble is when he, when he sort of loses, um, loses where he is, or, or loses the guys around him. Um, and I didn't see as much of that in the in the last couple of games. I think, you know, I know Marcelino's been working with him a lot, um, and I thought he he did better too. Um, so now, of course, Pondic. If we were going back to Bunches, he was the guy who lost to Duritz going back a few games. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when right. it really did seem like Athletique was going to find a way through, um, yeah. it just kind of left their attacker in a few yards of space, and, and he did that. And if you want to look back at it a little bit, that, that match was kind of the one that I think has – created a little bit of the malaise that maybe has, has overtaken some of the supporters, just kind of saying we are where we are. So, I, I, you know, if I, you look at the table, and and we're sort of in this... Because, of course, I, if, you, if, you, if you we had won that match, Atletique had lost it, we'd be talking about three points to them. Right, exactly. If, if, exactly. If, if that game had gone differently, we'd be... If that if that match had been different, we would have been saying, "Oh, you know, we're we're maybe going to get to the Champions League." And the fact that it ended up in a draw didn't help us, and it didn't hurt them. And um, and frankly, the you know the the form of the teams chasing us for the Europa League places hasn't been very good either. So. I think that uh, I think that essentially, you know, you look at the at the remaining games on the schedule, and and probably the biggest match we have to come is against Levante, really, because they're the only, you know, they're nine points behind us, and they're the only one of the teams that are nine points behind us that have a match against us left. So, you know, but they'll have to do some work to overturn the goal average, regardless. Right, exactly. But they, but but they're the only team behind us that can really control their destiny in any way whatsoever in catching us. And you know, so I think that's I think that's sort of where where we are. Um, and and it, yeah, it feels a bit like we're like we're in limbo. I think. Um, but we right. I mean, you, not you look, at this, look at this week, for example, Valladolid, desperate host Valencia. 
Right. Um, Levante hosts Athletic, who still have to be concerned because they have two other teams that are that are there, including Sociedad, who still have to play them and right. beat them the first time around. Right. And then Sevilla hosts Espanol, who is the other team chasing. So, yeah. so you yeah. could, you know, pretty pretty easily, none of those three teams could win this weekend. Right. And so, if we don't win against against Atleti, it's it's not the end of the world, right? I mean, I think that's, you know, as I look at the remaining schedule for us, I think the big matches that are that are left. I mean. Sure, you want to you want to play well against Atleti. You want to play well at home against Barcelona, but the matches that are really key are, you know, we we want to beat Levante. We want to um, beat Rio at home. You know, and then and you look at that. If we already have a quote unquote four game margin with seven left, really it's two wins for us yeah. that should. Should put us in good shape. You know I mean? And you and you got yeah, another got another eight, point against a Malaga yeah. or somebody like that. That should be that should yep. be fine. Yep, I think I think when we would have looked at the beginning of the year, we would have said you know fifty six points is probably probably seventh place material. Yeah, so probably, probably seventh or eighth. I mean, I think I'd have to go back and see when when some of us on the site made predictions, but I think, you know, you, you had a bunch. Yeah, but, you know, so if we if we get to 56, though, Alan, that means that one of the teams chasing us has to win six out of exactly, seven. Exactly, exactly. And, and that seems highly unlikely. Well, it certainly does given, you know, it, it seems unlikely anyway, but it certainly seems unlikely given the form of each of those teams recently. I mean, you know, I think I think they just haven't really – really done very done that well so there's no reason to, to expect that that somebody's going to go behind us is going to go on a six out of seven victory kick you know um and, and, and what folks are mentioning though i think you know sevilla has just really kicked it into gear so we'll we'll have to we'll have to step it up if we do want to keep pace with them but in terms of what fifth sixth and seventh mean Seventh means two qualifying rounds. Sixth means one, and fifth drops you into the group stage. So, uh, if you are looking to kind of put a squad together, and as Senor Roig has already proposed, and things, we'll be going to Hong Kong to play some games in May. Uh, it would it may be nice to to not be concerned about playing those matches and right. who's where, you know, in in the middle of the summer. But uh, by the same token, having competitive matches kind of sprinkled in with your preseason isn't the worst thing. I yeah, that's right. And I, and you know, I think you can't really obviously if you can finish fifth compared to seventh, you'd like to do that. But at this point, I think it's you know we don't have apart from the last match of the season, which is at um, at La Real. We don't have any matches left against the teams. Oh, I guess we play Sevilla also. We don't have any home games, I should say, against the teams that are chasing us. That, that this are is what we, what we looked at in in looking at the schedule. Yeah, yeah. The schedule. we had to go away against all of the teams we kind of thought were in our realm late right. in this. Right. The schedule um, favored us the first half of the year and not the second half, and our performance is kind of pouring that out. So, yep. you know, I think... I think overall, you know, there are some there are some questions um, in I think um, 
this summer, um, both in terms of the first team and in terms of the, the, the B and C teams also, um, that are, I think are going to be, it'll be interesting to see what, what transpires. Um, we have some needs on the, at, at the first team and then the, um, B and C teams, the fellow coaching the C team has done a great job. The B team is sort of stagnating right now. I mean, if they hadn't had a great, great start to the season, they'd be, they'd be worried. So, um, and we have issues, you know, what do we do with, um, we have Gerard Moreno who's on loan at Mallorca who presumably will be coming back. Where, where does, where, you know, does he compete for a first team place? Um, what, what do we do with Mourinho? Um, I guess Valladolid have not played him the last few weeks. Um, they've gone to, to the other, the other keeper, um, Jaime or whatever. And, um, you know, so we have a pretty cheap rebuy option on him. Do we exercise that? What do we do with Asenjo? What do we do with, uh, with Oliver? Can we get him for a full year? You know, all sorts of personnel issues like that, that I think that before too long are going to be occupying a lot of people's thoughts if they aren't already. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, well, you may be running out well ahead on things, Alan, but uh, any, any last takeaways from the week? Of course, we kind of tactfully stepped around our somewhat poor performance in Valencia. Uh, uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Javi Mata best described it, I think, as, well, at least they didn't get the goal average. Right, exactly. Yeah, that, you know, that was... That was, um, you know, every now and then you just lay an egg, and that was one of them. Um, I just didn't feel like we competed very well. We just didn't seem – Valencia, you know, as a coach, you always want to make a team play well to beat you, and we didn't make Valencia play well. Um, they looked a pretty ordinary team, to be honest, and and yet they really should have won 2-0. I mean, there was a um, – if we had gotten the – point from that game after the way it had gone for the first 80 minutes it would have been incredible but it didn't quite work out um i don't think so i i mean i think i i think there you know we've obviously got a lot of injury issues we've got a lot of um it's it's been a case where marcelino's kind of had to had to juggle his lineup more than i think he would have liked especially with the three games in in a week um well, interesting, Alan, that you mentioned that. Uh, how many consecutive weeks have we had the same lineup in the second half of the season? I'm going to say none. Yep. So, so, <laughs> so yeah, you, you, you know, you got me the first time with the Elche goals, but the, that's uh, right. Yeah, fool <laughs> me twice. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I would, you know, that, say, that certainly contributes to it. It does, and I think, and and the thing is too. I mean, okay, um, I thought Connie played. Uh, played more like Connie in the in the Elche match than than he had since he's come back. I think you know I think he's starting to get his his wheels under him. But by the same token, then Geo's out. You know, um, and Oliver is a, a a good young talent, but he's he's young. Um, you know, Kino's been 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 unable to play the last couple of weeks, a uh, couple of matches. 
Um, the back four has been a has been a, a juggling match, and I think the other thing that we're seeing is that we're really missing that number, that fourth person in the doble pivot also because it's it's either Bruno and Trigueros or Bruno and Pina, and and uh, Bruno has just been playing you know so many minutes this year. And, you know, the fact that we don't have the Farinos or somebody to just to, to come in and spell him every now and then has been a problem. And the other thing is, is that when was the last time we had a we had a laugher of a game where we could just say, oh, you know, this guy needs a rest. Let's let's bring on somebody after, you know, 55 minutes. I mean, when have we had a game like that? So Ciudad was the last one, right? Yeah, I think so. So nothing this half of the season. Yeah, this half of the season. Every game has been, every match has well, been close. That that goes to a very obvious problem. We haven't been able to score. Right. <laughs> enough to enough to cause yeah, that. We, but, yeah, we, we haven't been able to score very much, but by the same token, we haven't been blown out either. So, you know. Right. Right. Well, I mean, we we've been blown out, if you want to put it that way, pretty rarely on the year. Really, was that Athletic game? Yeah, and that was even a special case because we were a man down for so much. Right. 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 You, right. But I mean, against. And you say that. So. Yeah. Yeah. But but I think in general, I mean, we go to the. And, we, I don't know if you can point at one. No, I mean we went to the Bernabeu and we and we figured okay, we you know, we we competed, we lo- we lost 4 to 2, but it wasn't, you know, a, a lot of clubs have gone there and have been, you know, it's been 4-0 in the 60th minute, you know. Um so yeah, we really haven't had one and I think the thing is that makes it it's been difficult therefore to give some of these guys a, a rest because there hasn't been a match where you say, "Oh, let's just throw in the towel," and you know, or or oh, we're we're doing great, and the and the crowd's doing the Mexican wave at El Madrigal, so we'll bring in you know whoever. Um, that's that's been that's been something that's hurt us too. Um, and I think interesting, interesting credit to Marcelino that we've gone almost a whole season without one of those. Yeah, I mean, I I think of the blowouts, yes. I mean, I think the um, I think the thing is you. No, let's not let's not uh, count our chickens. So yeah, early. right, right. But I think, this game I think the up, thing but. is I think the thing is that right now we have a, and it's also remember back when we talked about the the first year we were saying well you know Marcelino is doing a great job kind of finding the guys who are hot you know at, at the start of the season Johnny was was pretty hot and got a couple of goals and then. Then, you know, Perbe got a few and, and Uche and then Uche went on that hot streak where he got like five and four matches or something or three matches. And, you know, in the first half of the season, there was always somebody who seemed to be having the hot hand or the hot foot or whatever you want to call it and scoring goals for us. And in the second half, that hasn't been true. Um, you know, you look at the performances of of um, of Uche and bet and and you feel like saying well but either one of them would be fine to come on and play 30 minutes but as a starter they haven't been consistently productive and the same with Joni I mean we've, we've said all year well he's kind of like a great guy to bring on late when you want that speed to get behind the tiring defense but we haven't had somebody who can just who can just score from the get-go Gio has been 
I think has been getting has been nicked up this second um, part of the season too, and he's also more of a creator. Well, if he creates the, the ball but nobody finishes it, we don't score. And I think that's what we've been seeing. Well, that's a pretty succinct state of affairs, Alan. Yeah, but it also tells you what we need to do in the summer. I mean, I, I think you know, I think as a, I think if we, um, I mean, not to jump too far ahead here because we still got seven matches left but don't you think in the summer what we kind of want to do is strengthen the spine of the team we want to go from we want to strengthen the the um the middle of the pitch from the front to the back i mean i think that's what you're always searching for and you kind of feel like you can you can tinker around the edges yeah but i have to ask about one guy because i think it would seem like the situation is called out for him, but Trigueros, what do you what do you make of the fact that it really seems like we've been missing some creativity and yeah. yet it's not been getting into the lineup? Well, you know, I mean, I I I like Trigueros a lot. Um, I think the problem, but I think that you know he is a you know he's he's a young talent. I think part of the problem, be to be honest, is that he gives you less defensively than either Bruno or Pina does. So if you play him, you're kind of weakening, you're, you're making your double pivot a little more offensive and a little less defensive. And that's been dangerous when we've had all these injuries at the back. Um, so I think maybe that's part of Marcelino's thinking. Um but I, I, you know, and he, and he does seem to be. We there have been. We we seem to have so many wide players at the moment that he doesn't get a chance to play out wide very often. And I actually think he's. I actually am not sure where we, where we can use him the best. I mean, I feel like in some ways he's best in the double pivot, being the guy that's coming forward, um, as opposed to a to to being on the wing and cutting in but but I think that to some degree it's it's the limitations of I feel as though the the injuries in the back um have sort of meant that it's defensively less strong um I don't know. I think I think that's right it kind of if you're thinking about you know looking at the US team for example is kind of what Kyle Beckerman would be expected to do Mm-hmm. to allow there to be somebody like Michael Bradley who's able to to come forward. And when when you are saying, you know, when you're playing Pontich at center back, maybe what you really want to be doing is providing cover for that player and not being as concerned, you know, about getting forward and kind of kind of hoping that that's a collective thing. Especially especially in our system where in theory the fullbacks are supposed to get forward, you know, a good bit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think um, I think it's um, I think it makes a difference in you know we we didn't have Mario the last two games. Well, Mar you know so we were we're kind of jigging over there. I mean, and you and you have um, you can get away I think with one of your of your um, of your fullbacks being 
being not that great a defender, but more of, more of an attack guy. But you can't get away with two of them, and you, and you can't get away with with as much inexperience as we've had in the back um, without having some defensive help in the double to vote. So I think that's kind of where kind of where Trigueros has just sort of been a victim of of, of circumstances. I think, and you know, it, the other thing that that's happened is that. Bruno and Pina, I think, were working very well together um, when the back four was was steady behind them. Um, once there had to be, once there were injuries and suspensions and so forth in the back, I feel like the two of them haven't worked together as well either in in the last couple of matches as they had before. So you know, Pina seems to be a very polarizing character. It seems like every every match. There'll be somebody who says he was he was one of their stars, and there'll be somebody else who says he was he was terrible. And I you know <laughs> I think overall he's done pretty well this season, um, but I think there have been times um, when his play has been more. I felt like in general it's been more impressive um, after about the first ten matches or so, but I I don't think he's been as impressive the last two or three weeks. Yeah, I think I think also that was partly well, Gio and this other guy, <laughs> and he had to deal with some of the expectations of being part of that package deal. Yeah, uh, but then so he's he's not the most graceful player. So when he does things like lunge out at somebody and uh, miss the ball by a few feet, it's pretty egregiously noticeable. Yeah. He's gotten he's gotten better though. I mean, if you noticed how he 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 picked up like a bunch of yellows early in the season, he's been much more manageable of late. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a it, you know, since it's such a fundamental position in our system, it definitely takes time to adapt to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I was not surprised at all that he struggled early. So yeah. Yeah. It was just a matter of you kind of had to deal with those growing pains. Yeah, I think. The other guy we haven't talked about that I want to mention is Jokic because I think he's somebody else that, again, if you say at the start of the season how much is he going to play, I don't know. But he's really um, – the first couple of matches I saw him play, um, he was really uncertain going forward. Um, I felt like he was just totally – couldn't get across the halfway line and and didn't you know if the ball came to him he was just kind of looking to get it to somebody as quickly as possible so he didn't have to think about it anymore and he's really um become a much a much better attacking fullback and you know the the pass that he made um in the what was was that the Hatafe game that led that led to the goal I, I, yeah per base goal i mean that was just that was just perfect and I think he's I think he's doing very well. The one thing that still drives me crazy is I swear you can see when he's going to get a yellow card about 10 seconds before he does it. You know, it's like all of his yellows teams are these sort of idiotic um <laughs> you know challenges to win the ball back and they're usually early in the match too. It's it's kind of, you know, that I think that's something he needs to work on, but um I I've, I've been impressed with him and I and I think that was, you know, he's been a good good pickup for us. Yeah, interesting how we're kind of talking about lower level signings um, in these guys and other folks who, who have produced for us. But uh, let's jump ahead to the Atletico match. And, um, well, they're leading the league with seven games left. Don't know how many 
Yeah. People I mean, would have seen that. But I mean, how many of us expected that, right? I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, I think. I mean, even going back a little further, I think when when Simeone was appointed, I think a lot of people figured he was going to be around for about six to nine months and would move on. I mean, that had been his his mo, and he really seems to have he really seems to have um, found a place that works for him, and and uh, the players really respond to him. Um, you know, and I think they've kept it together so far. Yeah, so, yeah, they really have, they really have done a good job. Um, you know, so I think Diego Costa, we think this week. Sorry, I said we're not expecting Diego Costa based we're, on the we're fact. We're not expecting him. Oh. Yeah, I think he said he figured he would be available. The latest was he thought he would be available for the second leg of the Champions League thing. But right, but I we're not save him for that. Yeah, we're not expecting him. Um, and who else is out? Gabi, I think. Um, might remember. be. So, uh, yeah. but, so, so, so that means up front we might be looking at Adrian Lopez. Yeah. Um, well, you know, of course they have Villa. They have yeah. Coke. They have yeah. You know, Arda Turan. They have they have enough firepower. They do. Uh, and they have and they have uh, you know what is it? Pains me to hear Diego Godin talked about as a member of a good backline. Um, <laughs> it, uh, yep. yeah, I mean they, they they still have a strong squad, and and they have um, and they have Courtois and Goal, who has just been you know uh, pretty incredible. I think, um, of course, I think we um, would love to pull a surprise here. I think it's. I mean, I think our best our best hope is really a one-one or or you know a, a goal with one. I mean, a, a match with one goal in it where we happen to nick it. Really, I mean, I think I I don't see us being able to outscore them in a you know three-two-four-three kind of setting. Um, not that I expect us to give up three or four goals, but you know, I think we I think we have to when we when we played them. At El Madrigal earlier in the season, I think that was Gabriel's first start, wasn't it? And it was yeah, and we and we um, kind of kept it tight and you know got a point out of it. And I think that's kind of he, he got elbowed in the face by Diego Costa. Yes, he did, and, and managed to kind of just sort of walk away. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of have to, how we have to play this this time. Um, the problem is that is that if we, you know, assuming we have no geo, and I don't expect that we will, um, you know, it, it's going it, to maybe Connie can can create something to, you know, put put the ball in, in a place where one of our um, where purvey and, and no Oliver and no Oliver, right? Um, so you know, I think it's going to be a. a I think I think we'll play well. I'm not sure we'll get a whole, whole lot out of it, but we but we might get at least a point. I don't know. I think it's I don't think it's I don't why, think it's a match. Why, why do you expect us to play well, Alan? Why do I expect us to play well? Um, I think because we I think because overall, if I look at the trajectory of the last three matches. We were getting better. I mean, Valencia was pretty bad, but but I think um, we played 
well for pretty much a half against Satafe. We should have been like three or four nil ahead at the half, frankly. Um, the second half was a different story. Um, and then I, th- I thought we played, you know, in terms of creating chances and, and controlling play, we did much better against Elche than we have in a while. Um, I think the I think the thing that's going to be um, key for us is going to have we're just going to have to you know keep our heads about ourselves. By which I mean don't get overawed by you know playing in the Calderon, but also don't get into the kind of cheap stuff that they'll try to get you into. Um, although if Diego Costa isn't there, that'll help. Um, then it's left to Godin. Oh, yes. Well, then it's left to go to. And the other thing is, I mean, we, we also I know in the back of everybody's mind is is the, you know, the fact that they, quote unquote, sent us down to the Segunda um, and we would like to get even with that. Well, you know, I'm not sure how much that motivates people this far on, but, you know, we'd certainly we'd certainly love to derail their. Um, quest for the title by by uh, an upset. So I guess those are the reasons why I think we'll probably play pretty well. Um, I think I think we'll be up for it, and I think we'll I think we'll compete reasonably well. Um, okay, but well, let's let's talk about the lineup a bit. And I know if we had Ravi on, he'd be saying, "Well, you know, Marcelino's not going to do that, so why are you even discussing it?" Right, but <laughs> right. <laughs> since since, since as you mentioned, we can't find a striker yeah. on form out of any of the three that we have, mm-hmm. does it make sense to play with a lone guy up top and add a midfielder, whoever that is, and maybe maybe it's Trigueros, he's able to sit in front of the pivot and uh, try and lend some balance in terms of in terms of the wing players. Do you do you, do you lend any thought to that? Since I don't think any of our strikers particularly would play well kind of in Gio's role right, sitting exactly. behind a, a single striker. Yeah, I think, well, and it was interesting, too. There was a comment from um, one of the guys who watched training this morning that that uh, that might be kind of along the line of what of what Marcelino was thinking. Um and you think you think Connie might fit reasonably well in that position? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's possibly true. I mean, if, if you have a if you have a, um, a situation where if you put Connie in, I mean, what you want is you want a, up front. You want a guy. You want a couple of guys who can who can who can potentially score themselves, but also also. Um, get the ball forward to the lone guy. And I think, you know, per bay, Connie, um, and maybe, and Aquino, if he's fit, might be, might be good choices for that. Um, and then, and then maybe you play all of Manu, Pina, and Bruno, um, something, something like that. I think, I mean, it, you know, Marcelino's always. Where's, uh, where's that word again, Alan? The Trivote. I know. I wasn't going to use that word. <laughs> I wasn't going to use that word. I, the Latina specialty. Yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, Latina would have had. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Never mind. Let's not go there. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think I think that it's quite possible that we could be looking at something like that because, to be honest, you know, without Geo, we, you know. You either if you play a four four two without Geo, I think you've got to 
you've got to play um, you you play Uche and Perbe. I mean, I don't see any any other way around it. And I and I frankly just don't see. Um, I'm just I'm just thinking that you if you really want to get your creative guys in there, if if you feel like you can't get a goal, you're not going to get a goal because you have Geo as a creative player. You need to you need to get another creative player in. And I think um, maybe what you do is you is you you either play a four four two with Trigueros as that as that guy sitting behind um, Alagio, or you you do something um, maybe where you where it's more like a um, four what four three three or four three two one something like that. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I think I think that's. That's what I see. I don't see, I don't see Johnny being very successful against the Atleti um, backline, um, and so I think if you're going to play, you either the big decision you make is to play Uche or Perve together, or one of them. And if you play one of them, then you've got to find a way to get, um, I think, Trigueros or in there, and and uh, as well as as two guys on the wings who can, who can get the ball forward and, and create some chances for you. So that would be my, that would be my pick. Right. And then you're reasonably sure that whoever it is, Uche or Perbe is starting, that one air subs is going to be to switch them out. I would think so. Unless, I mean, the reason why I picked playing, playing up front alone is a pretty tiring thing. And I think the reason, I think the reason why I would pick Perbe is I think he probably, is a little more able to, to to take the take the bumping over sixty minutes, say than than Uche, um, uh, you know. So I, I would say probably Perbe would be the would be the pick. That would be my my sense. Um, the other thing is is that I mean they're both can be very frustrating players at times um, because they, because they're hot and cold. But I think. Of the two, Perbe has the best chance to basically get a goal out of out of he he's he can he can score on some instinctual plays sometimes where I think Uche tends to need to run into space and I just don't think that Atleti are going to give him a lot of that. So I think between for me between the two, I think Perbe might be able to hold the ball up better, but I um, Uche is a better runner, but I think. If you get that sort of snatch at a ball in the box, maybe Perbe's the guy that can convert it. I mean, I think you have to be thinking in those terms because you're certainly not going to get a ton of chances. Yep, yep. And I think um, if you're also looking at who will come on better as a sub, we've seen Perbe's sub performances, and they certainly have left something to be desired. Yeah, so. yeah. I think it makes sense if you know you're kind of going to use both of them for some decent amount of the match that you'd you'd want to put the guy, uh, you know, put people in the best odds that they have to succeed. Yep, right. I think you know it's 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 unfortunate, of course, that we can't use we don't have Oliver um, available, but I think then it has to be either Aquino or if Aquino can't go. Um, you know, maybe Juan Roman, although, you know, we haven't seen him, we've hardly seen him at all since he came on loan, but, you know, he would be the other choice, I guess. Or Moy. Yeah, or Moy. Um, or Nawel. 
or, or Trigueros. We, we're never short at that position. Yeah, well, okay. Exactly but what to do with them. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I'll tell you, Moy, okay, here's the thing about Moy. As somebody said um, last year, I think, said, said, you know, he's not fast. <laughs> he's shifty. He's not fast. Um, the thing I like about Moy, and I think he, I think he showed this um, against Elche, is he he has really good good instincts for the game. I think he has he has good good ball instincts or, or whatever you, you know whatever you want to say. He's not fast, but he seems to get in spaces where he can really help help um, the play along, um, which which is which is good. I'm not sure against Atleti how that will you know if he'll be able to, to do that or not. But you know I thought he I thought he had a good a good match against Elche. Um, and yeah, I, the thing is if you Trigueros I think has to get there somewhere, and it's just a question of do you you know is he the guy that is sort of nominally your second your second forward and if if you're playing just per bay. Otherwise, maybe maybe he goes there rather than. I think putting him out on the wing doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Doesn't seem like. It seems like his best game in, in terms of in terms of helping the offense is when he's operating more in the middle. But okay, uh, prediction. Know, we'll prediction. Uh, well, given that I'm going to be on an airplane while the match is happening and won't find out what's happening until I get to Milan or something. Um, I guess I can say anything that I want and I'll be blissfully unaware of what actually happens. So I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say, um, Atleti, who I'm going to say Atleti nil Virial one. I'm going to pick an upset. Holy moly! Yeah, I just think I just think you must be on the happy pills on your way to Italy, Alex. Yeah, I'm on the happy pills. I I you know I just think it, it's it's also partly um, the fact that Atleti are this is between two matches against Barcelona for them, the first of which you know resulted in an in- injury for Diego Costa. Um, I I just think that. If ever you're going to catch them, this you know, granted they're leading the league, so they ought to be paying attention to everything. But if ever you're going to catch them and spring an upset, this would be the time. So I'm just going to say, you know, for once, maybe Villarreal can do something like that, and uh, and so that's that's where I'm coming from. But you know, if I got off the plane and check live score and it's three nil or something to Atleti, I'll just say, okay, well, fine, <laughs> I was wrong. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with close to that. I'll go with three one. Uh, I was gonna say though, I don't know what Maddie will do for you if you turn out to be right. Yes, I know. I I feel like uh, you know Maddie will probably he, he, we um, he, he, he might he might follow you to Milan. Yeah, well, you know, Maddie, um, for those who don't know, um, has special, what would you say, vitriol, venom for, for Atleti? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, if we could, if we could, if we could beat them, I think, uh, I think Maddie might arrange for fireworks to go off at, uh, at the Orioles, uh, ballpark or something. <laughs> Baltimore, since that's where he is. Yeah. But, um... 
Yeah, so after that, there'll be six games left, and I think, you know, we'll see another weekend of results and figure out really where things may shake out, and then uh, maybe next week, Alan, you can uh, start the discussion on what we're looking at for next season, and um, you shouldn't end without noting there are strong rumors surrounding a player in Serie Bay, uh, Gaston Brugman, who is a 21-year-old, who, interestingly enough, would play as a second striker um, uh-huh. from Uruguay. And, yep. uh, can't say I know all that much about him, but uh, he's been in Italy for a little while now, so I imagine that he may have hit the five years that we would need to be able to bring him in as well um, and not have him take up a... Oh, a non-community spot. Non-community. Yeah, yeah, because he, he's at Parma. It's it? interesting to see. I, I don't know whether that's necessarily an A-team signing, but uh, then... You know, somebody like Pontich this year, who I couldn't have thought there was a chance he'd be playing for the A-team, and uh, look where we are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I, I think that's that's true. You you um, you never know what these sort of um, what these sort of signings are, are are going to be. I mean, I think we were uh, sometimes you look at them and say, well, maybe A-team, maybe B-team. Hard to know, but. Um, yeah, I mean there are some there are some rumors starting to be bandied about, and we'll have to see what happens. You know, I th- I do want to say about one other thing about the about the match coming up this weekend, which we kind of mentioned before, which is, you know, I think part of part of why I'm thinking we may do well is the fact that there is really no pressure on us here. This is not a match that we need to win to do anything. Um, you know, the big matches for us are the ones we talked to, I mentioned earlier, you know, the one, if you can get six or seven points now through the end of the season, that's probably going to be enough to, to get you somewhere in, in Europe. So, you know, that's, that's the other reason why I've been taking the happy pill. Yep. Well, so let's hope they put on a show at least, whether, whether in victory or in defeat, uh, in Paco Jemez like spirit. Absolutely. So, end about VRL. <laughs> yep. 